The blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. And John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no holds barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, John Spees. I'm your co host, Adam Spees. And today we are kicking off our 2023 TTT Patron Tournament. Woo! 64 patrons duked it out, 15 emerged victorious to be included in this year's tournament, along with last year's winner, Eric Eid. Adam. What does the bracket look like this year? All right. So uh, so everybody knows um, how we've done it. We kind of did our top six, seven, eight, or whatever it was based on how people did last year. Uh, and then the rest of them were mostly kind of randomized um, on the second half of the bracket. And that's kind of how we got things going. So, all right. Here is our breakdown of what the tournament will look like. Number one seed, Eric Ede, will be taking on number 16 seed, David Brown. Uh, in this episode, as you guys have figured out, Cheyenne Fletcher, ninth seed, will be taking on eight seed Jody Steele. The fifth seed, Michael Turner, will be taking on the twelfth seed, Matt Coleman. Thirteenth seed, Justin Wentz, will be taking on the fourth seed, Josh Wenrick. The third seed, Jar- Jeremy Goodson, will be taking on the fourteenth seed, Greg Johnson. Eleventh uh, seed, Sarah Calori, will be battling with. Sixth seed, Drew Buxbaum. The seventh seed, Will Gilbert, will be taking on the tenth seed, Rob Dimitri. And then the fifteenth seed, Pate Hogan, will be taking on our second seed, Scott Barber. Uh, So we've leveled things out. We have got a fantastic group of trivia players, and I'm really excited to see where this tournament leads. All right. Let's get this party started. In one corner, you can't put this trivia sketcher on a stretcher. You betcher. It's Cheyenne Fletcher. Hi, Cheyenne. Hey, how are y'all doing? I'd be doing better if I could rhyme more things with Fletcher, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, why don't you rhyme the folks at home a little bit about you? Uh, yeah, just uh, from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, married with two old kids now, which is crazy. And uh, own a trivia company here. called questionable company, Trivia. And, right. uh, that's about it. Awesome. And I don't have any mayonnaise in my house. <laughs> that's such a Such a tragedy. <laughs> In the other corner, she's so full of zeal, you'll, she'll make you feel like you have to squeal. It's Jody, the real deal steal. Hi, Jody. How you doing? Hi. I like that intro. That was a good one. Why don't you remind the folks at home a little bit about you? Uh, I'm Jody. I live in Rhode Island in a tiny little town. Uh, promise not to lose power this time, <laughs> like last time. Um, what else? I live with my boyfriend and my daughter and three dogs and a hedgehog. So it is busy around here. I do not own a trivia company, but (laughs) I wish I did. How's your mayonnaise situation? I also, there might be some. If there is, it's definitely not good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all right, folks, let's learn how to play the game. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories, focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. 
Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. I really hope, John, you ask him what's their favorite mayonnaise brand. Like, that's <laughs> got to be the question. It was not the question. I'm thinking it should have been, but uh, I'm just going to go with what I had. All right, before we get started, I, of course, want to know our contenders just a little bit better. And I've been uh, I've been feeling really snacky lately. Like, I've been wanting to snack on some stuff. So I want to know, what is your favorite brand or flavor of potato chips? No, I have the... I, there's only one answer for me. It's Cape Cod salt and vinegar. They're okay. the kettle chips, so they're mm -hmm. super crunchy and thick, and yep. um, they sell them in the cafeteria at my job, and I'm ashamed at how often I'm in there <laughs> buying a bag. I, I actually believe I have had that particular brand and those specific ones. Giant? I mean, this is a really tough question for me, because uh, other than mayonnaise... <laughs> Yeah, is there potato a mayonnaise chips? flavored chip yet? Oh my god! And you, like you can dip all of the potato chips in mayonnaise. <laughs> um, uh, you know what? Uh, what have I been eating lately? Uh, the last stuff was the uh, flaming hot sour cream and cheddar ruffles. So I'll just say that. All right. Some interesting choices, but in the end, I'm about as white as they come, and I cannot handle my heat. <laughs> So, Jody, you're going to get to go first here. Also, oh, I do hey. love salt and vinegar chips, I, so that helps. So do I. Yeah. Like, like, it it would have been flip-flopped. I can't stand vinegar. I would have gone with anything besides that. But John is the host today, so. It's, it's funny you say you can't stand the heat when, like, the best part of salt and vinegar chips is the very, very last bit in the bottom corner that's just all salt and vinegar <laughs> and makes your mouth feel like it's going to turn inside yeah, out. Yeah, but that's, that's, the best that's more sour than I would say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's super meat. sour. Yeah. It's the best part. Yeah, no. I uh, just had some uh, Carolina Reaper uh, chips earlier. Hard pass. Wow. <laughs> Hard pass. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yep. All right, Jody, we get to pick first. What category would you like to start us off in? Uh, I'm going to take movies. All right. Your decade is the 80s. Who plays Princess Lily in the 1985 Ridley Scott fantasy epic, Legend? And more importantly, does she have a kiss for daddy? Oh, okay. I feel like there's a reference there I'm missing. So that just sounds <laughs> not great. Um, I don't know. If you had asked me anything about Labyrinth, I would know it. But I've never seen that movie. I'm aware of it, but I've never seen it. I've, I have no idea. I don't want to. I can't even throw out a guess. All right. Cheyenne Kane, you steal. Uh, I feel like this is the wrong name. Connolly. Connolly is incorrect. Adam, would you school him on this I 80s will, babe? Cheyenne was feeling like a labyrinth there because he said Connolly for Jennifer Connolly. No, the uh, kiss for daddy is a reference to her role in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It's Mia Sarah. Mia Sarah <laughs> played that role. And if you had asked me who played Sloan in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, I would have known that, but never seen Legend. No points there, and we are over to Cheyenne, sir. What category would you like? Let's, since we've been talking about chips and mayonnaise, let's go with food. <laughs> what are we, in France? Got you, got you real hungry. <laughs> All right, and we're going way back to the 50s for this one. 
What dish is made from a blend of ground beef and other ingredients and usually served with, gra with gravy or brown sauce? It's named for an American phys physician known for his advocacy of a meat-centered diet to promote health. This dish was first promoted in 1897, but gained popularity in the 50s thanks to the emergence of frozen dinners. Uh, Salisbury steak? Salisbury steak is correct. Which you can't find anywhere in Salisbury, England, just in case anybody's <laughs> curious out there. Non-existent. And I've checked. You have to say, you looked, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I, I was there. I was looking. Uh, all right. Back to Jody. What category would you like? I'm going to take television. All right. A little TV from the 50s. Of course. Of course it is. Legendary voice actor Dawes Butler voiced what alliterative Hanna-Barbera canine who would often recite a tone-deaf rendition of Oh My Darling Clementine during a show? Oh, my God. Uh, I can picture the, the character. Deputy Dog. Deputy Dog is incorrect. Cheyenne, can you steal? Uh, my only guess. Huckleberry Hound? Huckleberry Hound is correct. Mm -hmm. yeah, as soon as you said it, uh, that's it. All right. Cheyenne gets the steal, and he gets to pick the next category. Normally, I would like to just get the literature out of the way so I can say it. So I'm just saying it and not picking it because I'm scared <laughs> it's comic books, and I've never <laughs> even read one page of one. <laughs> so we'll go uh, music. <laughs> All right. With a twist, it's music from the 90s. You may or may not know that the title for Smells Like Teen Spirit comes from Kurt Cobain's then-girlfriend, Kathleen Hanna, writing it on his wall and Kurt not understanding that she was referring to the deodorant. In what Riot Girl band was Hanna the lead singer for? Bikini Kills. Bikini Kill is correct. <laughs> That's a really good poll. I, I remember reading about that. All right, Jody. let's get some uh, points for you on the board. What category do you want to do that in? Yeah, thanks for reminding me. No pressure. <laughs> um, oh, God. Uh, I'll do toys and games. All right, a little bit of toys and games, and it's the 2000s. While the game mechanic of applying words or phrases to a certain theme predates its 2009 release, what game popularized the system to the point of it becoming its own genre? A big black genre. Can you read the question again? Mm -hmm. I, I don't think I'm fully understanding. Well, the game mechanic of applying words or phrases to a certain theme predates its 2009 release. What game popularized the system to the, to the point of it becoming its own genre? A big black genre. Oh, is it Cards Against Humanity? Cards Against Humanity is correct. Yeah, that clue gave it away. Mm -hmm. That's why I put it this, in there. This is a family-friendly podcast, so. <laughs> well, what else is big and black, Jody? Tell me. The box <laughs> it comes in, Adam. The box? Oh, of course. No. <laughs> I'll just skip this part when I listen to this with Quinn. By the way, if you didn't know that, if you didn't know this, if you get uh, the boxes, the big boxes, you have to cut out the bottom because there's an extra card hidden in the in the bottom of the of the box. Oh. Yeah, you got to ruin the box to you, get yeah, it. Exactly. Huh. All right, Cheyenne, we're left. We've got sports, news, fashion, literature, and slang. All right, let's go sports. All righty. Your decade is the 60s. In October of 1960, the American League added two new franchises, the Los Angeles Angels and the Washington Senators, which began play in 1961. 
The Senators eventually moved and became what present-day team? Senators have moved. I'm sure there's been two Senators that have both moved. Um, is this uh, Texas Rangers? Texas Rangers is incorrect. Jody, can you steal? Be honest with you, I'm not even 100% what sport we're talking about. Um, can you read it again? Maybe. Sure. <laughs> Maybe something will happen and I'll suddenly know the answer. In October of 1960, the American League added two new franchises, the Los Angeles Angels and the Washington Senators, which began play in 1961. The Senators eventually moved and became what present-day team? Okay. So the Angels are a baseball team because of Angels in the outfield. I think I know that. So baseball. So name a baseball team. It's not the Red Sox. It's the only one I know. Um, I can't even name another baseball team. The Orioles. The Baltimore Orioles is also incorrect. The correct answer is the, the Minnesota Brewers? Twins. Oh, Twins. God. Uh, twins. Yeah. Imagine if I had just guessed it right, though. <laughs> I, I was pretty, I, I was willing it, but it didn't happen. I'm pretty sure the Rangers are previous senators as well. Okay, but a different iteration yeah, of the senators. a different iteration, yeah. Okay. I might be wrong. I'll have to look it up. But yeah. All right, Jody. What would you like? Um, I'll take fashion. All right, and your fashion decade is the 2000s. In the 2000s, what body piercing reached its peak? Typically pierced with a curved barbell, captive bead rings were the most popular jewelry used. Since 2006, an estimated nine people have died in the U.S. from infections caused by this piercing, according to the Office of National Statistics. Uh, eyebrow. Eyebrow is incorrect. Cheyenne, can you steal? I've got two ideas. Since it's family-friendly, I'll go with belly button. Belly button is correct. <laughs> okay. Don't let that fool you. John's asked questions that are not so family family friendly every now and then, just to mix it up and f- confuse people. What does that have to do with the navel piercing? <laughs> uh, all right, Cheyenne, you got the steal, and you get to pick between news, literature, and slang. Let's go slang. Ready? And slang will be from the 80s. In the 80s, after a long day of work, nothing sounded better than just being a couch potato watching the boob tuber, and doing what? Don't let it leak that it means to relax and do nothing. I have no clue. I, I can't even come up with a guess that makes sense. So. Okay. Do you want me to read again? Do you want to pass? Yeah, I'll just pass. I like. I can't come up with something. All right. Jody, can you steal? Uh, is it veg out? Veg out is correct. Oh, thank God. Nice. She caught my clues in there. A leak, leak. like L E E K, and not. I was thinking of like a leak, like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me too. All right, Jody, you got the steal, and you get to choose between news and literature. I really like news and politics, but I'm also scared that literature is going to be a comic book mission. So, mm-hmm. uh, I'll take news and politics. All right, and your decade is the 2000s. On July 27, 2005. The Supreme Court of the United States ruled in a 5-4 to four decision that a display of what at the McCreary County and Pulaski County courthouses in Kentucky were unconstitutional? The Ten Commandments. Ten Commandments is correct. Whew. All right, and that leaves Cheyenne with literature. And Cheyenne's decade is the 70s. 
This question is brought to us by David Avalafia. What children's book character has a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day? Alexander. Alexander is correct. <laughs> I was really hoping you weren't going to get that. Now I have to edit the episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Family friendly, uh, Jody. I was uh, a little worried because he's an author. Yeah. And so like, I was like, oh, this is going to be a deep dive. <laughs> so also, I was doing a little Wikipediaing, um, And yes, the Texas Rangers did come from the Washington Senators. But so, John, you said in 61, the Senators moved to Minnesota. So also in 61... Washington became got another team called the Senators, and then in 10 years, they eventually did move to Texas. In 71, they moved to become the Texas Rangers. So the team that moved from Washington to it's to Minnesota in 61 uh, was, yeah, that one. So uh, confusing, <laughs> but... Uh, all right. That is the end of round one. Adam, what is the score? All right, we do have ourselves a nice little tight game here. It's not... I mean, it's got, uh, you know, possibilities of any which way it could happen. Cheyenne is currently in the lead with 50. And Jody is not terribly far behind with 30. That's very nice of you. I appreciate that. It's not terribly. <laughs> it's just a little far behind. You know. All right. Well, Jody got to pick first in round one. So, Cheyenne, you are going to pick for Jody to start off round two. What category would you like to give her? I mean, it is a competition. I feel bad about doing it. <laughs> but sports. It's okay. Sports. All right. The decade is the 80s. March 6, 1985. What heavyweight knocked out Hector uh, Mercedes in the first round to win his first professional fight? Okay, I at least know a few boxers. What, 80? 80... March 6, 1985. 85. I was not born yet, but Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson is correct. Oh, thank God. Yeah. I feel it's going to be either him or Holyfield. wasn't sure which. That was the only one I could think of. Yeah. All right. Jody, what category do you want to give to Cheyenne? Uh, I'm going to give him Literature. Cross my fingers for comic books. All right. <laughs> it might be comic book. Comic book's coming at you. And it's the 60s. What American magazine covering martial arts and combat sports is based in Valencia, California, and one of the oldest titles dedicated to martial arts in the United States, having first published in 1961? Karate News. Karate News is incorrect. Jody, can you steal? Uh, can you read the question again? I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. What American magazine covering martial arts and combat sports is based in Valencia, California, and is one of the oldest titles dedicated to martial arts in the United States, having first published in 1961? Uh, I have no idea. Warrior Monthly. Warrior Monthly <laughs> is also incorrect. Adam, you have a guess? I do because I kind of distinctively remember when on uh, Blast From Our Past, we talked about uh, Big Trouble in Little China and we talked about The Master, which was a terrible show. But we had my professor on and he talked about how he was um, a subscriber to Black Belt Magazine. So that's what I'm guessing here. Black Belt Magazine is correct. So okay. obvious. <laughs> that's oh, quite all right. And now I think we are back to Cheyenne picking for Jody. Yeah, let's go uh, news and politics. Okay. And it's the 60s. Two countries, one European and one Asian, detonated their first atomic bombs in the 60s. Name either one. Now I can't even name a country <laughs> in all of Europe <laughs> or Asia. Uh, 
Iran. Iran is incorrect. Cheyenne, can you steal? I mean, this is just this. throwing darts. Uh, France. France is correct. Wow. <laughs> the other one was China. Okay. That's what my Asian country was going to be. So. All right. So you got the steal, and now Jody's got to pick a category for you. Uh, fashion. All right. And fashion is going to be the 80s. Also known as a jumper dress, name this sleeveless, collarless dress intended to be worn over a blouse, shirt, t-shirt, or sweater. I didn't know Gul- Gilbert and Sullivan named the boat after a dress. Uh, uh, p- pinafore? Pinafore is correct. <laughs> it's only from that last part. Yeah, I figured I had to throw that in there and nobody was going to, most people probably weren't going to get it. I would have got it. Just like... <laughs> <laughs> Killing me, Cheyenne. Killing me right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cheyenne, what do you want to give to Jody? Looks like we've got movies, music, TV, toys and games, slang, and food left. Let's go food. All righty. And that decade is also going to be the 80s. What American candy launched in 1983 by the Sunmark Corporation under the brand name Willy Wonka Candy Company? With their anthropomorphic covers, they usually contain two flavors per box, and each flavor has a separate compartment and opening. Gosh, um, I have no idea. I know some of like the Willy Wonka candies, but I don't know of any like that. Oh, oh my God, nerds. <laughs> nerds is correct. For some reason, my brain decided it was like one piece of each. Like, mm. like just one piece. So I automatically just discounted. Like I didn't even think of that because those are tiny. Oh my God. Can't believe I almost got that wrong. All right. Well, you got the question now. What do you want to give to Cheyenne? Um, let's give him slang. Alrighty. And that decade is the two thousands. Come on, teenage kids. <laughs> Though popularized in a nineteen ninety nine film, linguist Laurel A. Sutton states that what acronym was one of the one of nine terms for quote attractive women collected from undergraduates at a large linguistics class at Berkeley in the spring of 1992. One more time. Though popularized in a 1999 film, linguist Laurel Sutton states that what acronym was one of nine terms for, quote, an attractive woman collected from undergraduates at a large linguistics... I cannot say that word. Large (laughs) linguistics class at Berkeley in the spring of 1992. Like, I know it, I just can't get it to come into my brain. BAP. BAP is incorrect. <laughs> Jody, can you steal? I thought we were family friendly, you guys. Uh, <laughs> is it MILF? MILF is correct. Uh, mm-hmm. Stifler's mom. Uh. <laughs> All right, Jody, you got the steal, and now Cheyenne's got to give you a category. What do you want to give her? Um... Music. Alrighty. And music is going to be from the 60s. All right. This is a finish the lyric question. I'm going to read you the lyric from a 1965 Billboard Top 100 number two hit. Well, let me tell you about the way she looked, the way she'd act, and the color of her hair. Her voice was soft and cool. Her eyes were clear and bright, but, and it's three words. Can you read it again? I'm sorry. Well, let me tell you 
about the way she looked, the way she'd act, and the color of her hair. Her voice was soft and cool. Her eyes were clear and bright. But... I have no idea. I feel like it's ringing a bell, but I can't, I can't put my finger on it. If you would just give me the melody, I could probably get it. Uh, I don't know. I don't have a guess. All right, Cheyenne, can you steal? Uh, lyrics questions are my, like, kryptonite. Uh, she was cruel. I don't know. She was cruel is also incorrect. Adam, any guesses? I, I mean, it's like, like with Jody. I know I should have it, but I just don't. Oh, y'all going to make me sing this, aren't you? Yeah. Well, let me tell you about the way she looked, the way she'd act, and the color of her hair. Her voice was soft and cool. Her eyes were clear and bright, but she's not there. She's not there by the zombies. Yeah. Actually, no, I, never heard that. Yes, yep, you have. Yep, nope. Nope. Not gonna, yeah. Wasn't never going to get that one. Nope. Yeah, no, I've recognized it. I just, um, I, I'm like, oh, for 2000 on lyrics. Questions. I guarantee you somebody in their life. car was singing along with me because they knew it right <laughs> away. Okay. Yeah, no, I know this song very well. Just, uh. All right, Adam, where are we? Uh, we are at uh, Jody is picking for Cheyenne. All right, looks like we got movies, TV, and toys and games. Let's give him toys and games. Okay. And decade is going to be the 80s. A lot of 80s today. What vertically scrolling shooter game made by Capcom was released for arcades in 1984? It's set in the Pacific Theater of World War II and is loosely based on the Battle of Midway. 1942. 1942 is correct. Good job. I was like, is it 41 or 42? I can't. I'm like, I know the game. All right, Cheyenne, we got movies and TV left. Oh, uh, TV. All right, TV for Jody. And it's the 60s. What American sitcom ran on ABC from 1966 to 1971 and starred Marlo Thomas as Anne Marie, an aspiring actress who moves from her hometown of Brewster, New York, to try to make it big in New York City. I'm not sure what Diamonds, Daisies, and Snowflakes had to do with it. Okay, well, I thought I knew it until you just said that at the end, but I'm not sure. Is it That Girl? That Girl is correct. Oh, thank God. Those are the first words of the theme song. Diamonds, Daisies. Snowflakes, that girl. It's one of the weirdest theme songs I've ever heard, but it, yeah. it makes me laugh every time. Hmm. All right. That leaves movies for Cheyenne. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's me. My job. Yeah. And I'm rolling, and it's the 70s. Eraserhead is a 1977 black and white American surrealist horror film that was the first feature length effort of what Academy Award nominated director? Uh, Lynch. David Lynch is correct. And that's the end of round two. Adam, what is our score going into the final round? All right. We have kept the same separation. Cheyenne has 90 and Jody's got 70. All right. So we got a tight game here for our first uh, tournament game of the year. Let's find out what categories are going to go into the final round before we place any beds. Cheyenne, what category would you like? Sports. (laughs) All right. And that decade is going to be the 50s. All right. And Jody. Uh, I'm going to go slang. Okay. And that decade is going to be the 60s. All right. So based on 50 sports and 60s slang, go ahead and write down your bids. You'll seem good. Are you good? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah good. good. Sorry. Remember, yes, remember this is an audio medium. <laughs> Sorry. I'm sitting here staring at you. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's find out our questions. Here is your 50s sports question. In 1950, the Minneapolis Lakers won the NBA's championship four games to two over what team, who are now the Philadelphia 76ers? Here's a hint. They're not from D.C. And your 60s slang. Can you understand this 60s shoveling phrase for understanding it? And I'm just here to remind you guys, go to BFOPnetwork.com. That's BFOPnetwork, BFOPnetwork.com for all your nostalgic podcast needs. Yeah, I'm good. I'm both. Hey, Allison. All right, let's find out how you did. Jody, since you were behind, what were your answers to the questions? Um, for the sports, uh, I went off your DC clue and I said nationals, question mark. Um, and for the slang, I said, can you dig it? All right, and Cheyenne. Okay, I'm wondering how much of a stickler you're going to be here. Yeah, it's Syracuse Nationals, and can you dig it? All right. For the uh, 50 sports question, the Minnesota uh, Minneapolis Lakers beat the Syracuse Nationals. And yes, I will accept Nationals, because I did not say from what city. I did say what other team. And in slang, the uh, 60s shoveling phrase for understanding it is can you dig it? Both players got their questions correct. Let's find out how they bid. Jody, how much did you wager? I I wish I wagered anything. I went with zero. <laughs> All right. Ooh. And Cheyenne. Tough for you. Yeah, Cheyenne, what did you wager? Yeah, I was wondering if she might be scared of the sports, so I just did nineteen. All right, Adam. Mathematize it up and let us know what the final score is. All right, this was a nice, uh, solid game, but Cheyenne did win out with 109 to Jody's 70. All right, congratulations, Cheyenne. You will be moving on in our tournament, so we will hear from you later. Uh, Jody, it's always bittersweet to have you on if if, uh, if it ends this way. Thank you so much for being a patron and coming on and doing the tournament. We Mm -hmm. always love having you on. Uh, now is your time to say anything you'd like. Oh, goodness. I don't have anything to plug, like my trivia company or anything. I'm not that cool. <laughs> um, let's see. We already voted. Um, let's see. Just, uh, I don't know, just be nice to everybody. Just cool. be cool. And just don't be mean because everybody's going through their own thing and you don't know what they're going through. So don't add to it and just be nice. Wise so. words. Yep. Uh, and Cheyenne, you will be taking on the winner based on our bracket, based the winner of the Eric Ede David Brown game. So just so you know. Okay. All right. Well, that's Adam and I'm John. This was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head-to-head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown.
I'm John, and I'm the host of Action Action. Every week, I'm joined by James. hey And Dustin. Hello. And each week, we review, debate, and rank a different action movie. We're creating the ultimate list of action movies. From awful to awesome. So if you want to hear three more white guys with beards talk about action movies. And argue about where they belong on our list. And decide you hate us because we've made fun of your favorite movie. Join us every Tuesday, and you can find us on your favorite podcatcher. And Steven Seagal is a joke.